Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. How you doing? Very well. Very, very well. Very, very. That's two varies. It's, uh, it's an exi- exciting episode because it's a guest episode. It sure is. So who, do we ha- who do we have, David? Uh, we have James Adomian here on the show. <laughs> Most guests hello, just guys. say hello. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, James. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, he's a mute. So James uh, is a comedian and an impressionist. Thank you. And yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess that could be seen as a compliment <laughs> that I that I do acknowledge that what you're what you say you're doing is in fact what you are doing. Um, but uh, you've seen him on uh, Craig Ferguson, and uh, where else? Uh, where else have you been on on the television and such? Um, let's see. I've been on. Might have been Sia. I've been on. Um, Cavemen, small part. Jesus, what else? Um, I've been in Harold and Kumar. I guess that's a yeah. screen. Mm. It's not television. I was in the se- sequel to that. And a, a couple cartoons and stuff. I do a voice on Word Girl and uh, uh, Popzilla. And hmm. Now, Harold and Kumar, you played You played who? I played George W. Bush. Okay. Uh, and you got, you you had a, that's your impression. You, you, you got more than one job playing Bush, is that... Yeah, actually, I was living on it for a while. Uh, I um, I guess Ferguson was the first break I got as doing Bush uh, in 2005 when their show started. Mm. Right. Um, and I got kind of Harold Kumar was kind of towards the end of the right run of the presidency, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the jobs I got were uh, George Bush because uh, a lot of people wanted the president for something. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, and it was—it's a good impression. Yeah, I did like. Oh, thank you. I did like Nick Cannon's show and and see you, like I mentioned. And yeah, everybody wanted like a Bush thing. Hmm. And I mean, it's—I mean, there's a lot of uh, Bush impressionists. Like, do you do you know how it is that like people just like kept coming to you over and over? I mean, just was your name out there as like, hey, if you want a Bush guy, this is the guy to go to. Um, I was uh, <sighs> well, how to say this? Um, um. Off stay off screen, like when I was doing my live act and stuff, I had a really political anti Bush mm-hmm. uh, act, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was pretty fun and and like like dangerously satirical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a lot of people were attracted to what I was doing for that reason, even though <laughs> it didn't always translate into uh, TV or movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was. I guess I'd be kind of known, like in that sense, as uh, I did. I did a pretty um, fun, improvised uh, act as George Bush. I take questions with from the, the with, audience with a, with an edge to it. It sounds like. Oh yeah, can I say <laughs> that again? Can I can I sharpen <laughs> that edge one more time? So you you were the go to guy if someone wanted a, a Bush impression that was that was sort of mean. Yeah, especially like if they weren't paying, because when <laughs> you get to people who start paying, then they start getting scared of Republicans. Right. <laughs> like everyone in television, everyone who runs movies, like everyone who has any power is afraid of offending like the 20 percent of people who were supporting Bush <coughs> at the end. Right. It's a powerful 20 percent, you know. Um, but I got to do a lot of, you know, political activism and stuff on the Internet. And, and I got to say, um Having, because uh, I, I wasn't really that familiar with, uh, you know, some of the impressions that, y- that you've done, and I wasn't really that familiar with, with your uh, George W. Bush until probably several months ago. And in watching it, uh, you know, I, I'd say nationwide people think of, like, you know, Will Ferrell as the guy who does George W. Bush. 
But what I like about yours is that, like, for example, like the mispronunciation of words, you know, every impressionist does it because that's what he does. But like Will Ferrell, like, would hit it really hard that he's mispronouncing this word Mm -hmm. and you just breeze over it because that's what he does. Like he like George W. Bush doesn't know that this is a punchline. (laughs) And uh, and so you just like you just said it as if it as if you weren't saying a joke it's just part of the character and that was one of the things that i always liked about about your george w bush it was uh, well, i think you just asked your own question <laughs> uh yeah um yeah will ferrell was very funny in mm-hmm. like his impression was the was early it was the first one to make a big right. splash it was similar to like Phil Hartman's Bill Clinton impression, I yeah. think, because it wasn't terribly accurate. No. Uh, it got more so later on, but it was really funny, as and not like uh, textbook accuracy, right. Right. Uh, like the way maybe Daryl Hammond's was, as yeah. far as Bill Clinton's concerned. Uh, I felt like a lot of people were doing impressions of the impression that Will Ferrell laid down yeah. for George mm-hmm. Bush, and I was pretty proud of the fact that I kind of went to the source material and yeah. did my own Bush impression. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's still around. You can hear him all over the place. You don't have to go by just this guy over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that is a strange thing to me when about like an impression when someone will like b- blaze a trail mm-hmm. and then everybody else will just follow the same trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It happens over and over again. Now, how I'm Christopher Walken is a good example. Oh yeah, um, everyone is doing uh, uh, Jay Moore or Kevin Pollock's. Right. Yeah. Um, and I actually, uh, David and I were lucky enough to get to see Kevin Pollock perform. Oh yeah. Live at the UCB. Oh, Death Race. And he and he, yeah, he yeah, did uh, he did his walking, and it was. And you're like, right? This was the first guy to do right. it, and he's really good. This is the man who brought the tablets down from the mountain, <laughs> right? Right. And so, are you saying that because he's Jewish? Because I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> that's um, anyway. But uh, he's so a gonna, lawgiver. So I'm going to ask you uh, questions that I'm sure you've heard a million uh, a million times before. I apologize. Um, so, like, how did you first realize that? Oh, I can do the I can do these voices really good. I can mimic people really well. Like. Were you younger? And, yeah, you the, the youngest age I can remember, like as soon as I could talk, I was making fun of things on TV and mm-hmm. family members and stuff. Uh, a pretty dark thing I remember is like when I was three years old, uh, <laughs> the Marine barracks in Beirut were bombed uh, uh-huh. in 1983. Okay. And uh, I li- I, I, the news was constantly talking about it. And I remember at the age of three being like, why, why do these newscasters talk like this? <laughs> no one else talks like this. So I was like, I would like waddle around from room to room uh, to going like, the bombing in Beirut. More news from the bombing in Beirut. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for more news on the bombing in Beirut. <laughs> because like, I just thought these were nonsense words to me, but it just sounded like, who, who, who are these morons who talk like this? <laughs> Um, and okay. what was the uh, like? What was the first like really specific uh, impression that you remember that you remember doing? As oh opposed God. to like the newsman, like as opposed yeah, to like, that celebrity. Those would definitely always have been teachers, probably. <laughs> uh, teachers are like the 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 uh, nursing milk for a young impressionist because <laughs> they're like they're like mini celebrities. <laughs> Everybody has to pay attention to them, and they've set themselves up in some position of power, and they take themselves very seriously. And if you see them in the mall, you're like, wow, they're just like us. <laughs> they're just, um, 
Do you yeah, ever... so definitely teachers. Okay. You know. Do you, do you still remember any of those teacher impressions? God, yeah. I remembered playing uh, Mr. Ho- Mr. Hall from when I was, God, how Third grade? Third grade, Mr. Hall, who said, now when you look at the map on the scale here, that is a scale, not like a scale I weigh myself on. <laughs> it's a scale I, t- I, I calibrate my map to. So did he wear suspenders or did he just so no, listen? He was like a he that. was like a big fat guy and his armpits were always I mean, the, <laughs> the audience won't see this, but I'm like acting it out. His armpits were always like sweating, so he'd always be like handling his armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to me that if my armpits were constantly sweating, as they often are, I would keep my hands away from there. Yeah, like not uh, in front of a bunch of uh, uh it's third graders. <laughs> Uh, I like that he had to uh, specify what he meant by scale. Um, so do you ever find uh, in life, because um, I was hanging out with you and Josh Vadim and several other people uh, a week ago, and you had developed an impression of, was it Brett Gelman? Oh, yeah. And uh, For those who don't know, Brett Gelman is a very funny comic yeah. who performs, he lives here in Los Angeles and performs. Yes, he's, v- he's very funny. <laughs> and. And uh, and of course you Brett, know. Brett, I'm sorry. They're probably going to make me do this. <laughs> you don't. Ha- you don't have to do it. I was going to say that, like, I know, love he, Brett Gilman. He's one of my friends. He's very funny, and he and I don't always hate the people I make fun of. I should point out. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. that's a step in the right sometimes direction. Sometimes I do hate them, like George Bush, and sometimes mm-hmm. I really like them, like Brett Gilman. Yeah, and it's um, like it, the the people I don't do impressions of are people I'm indifferent to. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm. Okay, this is going to inform my next question. Um, <laughs> do you ever find? Uh, do you ever find like just so like you know Brett Gelman socially? He's also a performer, of course. But like, do you ever find that like your friends who aren't performers that you just develop impressions of everybody? Like, is that just something you find yourself doing, or no, do you, is it a conscious I mean, effort? It's it's just it's just something. Uh, yeah, it's just like something I'll do like in my day to day life. It's like it's a big part of what I do, mm-hmm. uh, my work, and uh, it's also just fun and natural. I'm just constantly doing it. Like if I hear someone on the radio or someone in line and they just sound strange or arrogant you know I'm just like god i gotta get that personality down uh or like wow what a distinctive interesting voice this person has uh it, i it's actually easier to do and like more common like easier simpler more common for me to do impressions of people i know in real life mm-hmm. as opposed to like celebrities uh because there's so much more about a person that you see like like casually mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. person than than what would translate across the screen uh i i do that and that's obviously where the money is yeah but nobody wants to see my impressions of my teachers (laughs) (laughs) you should work it into your act just uh, have a 10 minute chunk in which uh nobody laughs but it's more it's for you well that when 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 there's something like that where you really have to perform it but nobody knows who they are you just call it a character you just make it a character Mm -hmm. (laughs) change their name (laughs) do you have a uh do you have a so uh, real quick, if we perhaps maybe we don't have time, like, what do you do? Like, who imp- who do you who do you impersonate? Like, what's what's uh, what celebrities? Like, well, how like, many uh, do well, you do? here, like, I'll do Brett Gilman first. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. It's like, hey, how you doing, you fucking dick? <laughs> 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 How's it going, you fucking jerk? <laughs> Uh, that's going to be funny to people who know uh, the L.A. stand-up scene yeah, a little bit. Cause, and I don't even, I'm not even that familiar with him. But Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I love, doing, I love doing comedians. It's kind of a fine line because you don't want to ever like, do an impression that's just someone else's act. Mm-hmm. That's like 
uh, I hate to speak ill of the dead, but that's like Danny Gantz doing like Austin Powers in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. It's mm-hmm. you know, this is not comedy. Yeah. So I it so I love doing comedians because I'm around them all the time and they're always big personalities, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it's it, I, I I try to like still have some kind of commentary on it rather than just do their act. Yeah. Or I like have you seen Todd Glass do do Mitch Hedberg jokes as Roddy Dangerfield? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. I've also seen him do uh uh what's what's his name um Brian uh, Brian Regan Brian Regan yeah, yeah Todd Glass is a great Brian Regan <laughs> yeah he's and he, and he does Colin Quinn like he does all of them like he his impressions Todd are, Glass is are only really uh, only other comedians <laughs> here's, here's my here's my I'll do my impression of Todd Glass if you want okay okay I'm I'm looking at him and I'm like he's there his fat is spilling out of him and I'm I'm rationalizing my guilt I'm thinking no you shouldn't be why are you why are you he's having a bad life he's unhealthy and then I go wait a minute. He's doing this to me. <laughs> here's a guy. Okay, 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 okay here's a guy. Here, okay, okay, here, here's a guy. <laughs> That's just that. You can hear that every strokes. week on uh, comedy and everything else. Um, <laughs> oh man! That's... But no, I, what if I was seriously? Like, what if I seriously? What if I seriously was a guy? This is what I did. I came up to you and I was like, <laughs> All right, what if I was a guy? And I come up like this is the bit, and I do this. <laughs> But no, who, who else? I've seen I've seen your Lewis Black, which is very good. Oh yeah, thank you. Who uh, who, who else are you, are you doing these days? Uh, well, I'll see. I'll do Lewis Black. I feel like I'm cheating the audience if I don't do this. Okay. Uh, I like to do my little bit. My stand-up routine is uh, Lewis Black miscasts in a romantic comedy, <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, "I understand that you want me to meet your parents, and that's great." But before I do, there's something you should know, and that is, I hate parents. <laughs> and I like, I, I like that, uh, I like the full commitment. Like, you didn't have to do the the hand gestures just now, but you did. Yeah, that's the trick. Is you do like it's not like I do voiceovers and stuff, and it's not like when you go just because it's an audio medium, yeah. right? Uh, like you, like it's part of the. Yeah, it's 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 from inside you, and you have to act it out somehow. Well, you talked earlier about like hearing someone in the grocery line saying, "I have to understand that that personality." It's really not. It seems like it's not just about getting the voice and cadence down. It really is like, how does this person think? Right. Is, that, is that right? Yes, but that's uh, that's absolutely what it is. Uh, there, the mimicking a voice or like mannerisms or like makeup in the face and stuff and the costume are all elements of something but it doesn't really come alive as a comic impression uh, as far as what i do until it until you're really presenting like the personality and how this person is the way this person lives basically is what you're getting at that actually is a pretty good transition into the topic, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get into it, John. So, um, so today we're... Uh, they call me the Segway Machine. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually call him that right before uh, right, right before we started recording. I said, hey, Segway Machine, have a seat. Um, and so, uh, so we're talking, uh, you know, we have kind of a, an opportunity here, because James is here, uh, to talk about when actors play real people. Um, and if you actually, interestingly enough, if you look at like the Oscars of the last, oh, 10 years or so, I mean, it, it happens a lot, but you I, I bitterly disappointed at all the <laughs> results, <laughs> um, like best actor has almost, I'd say like, mm, maybe 70% of the time, like, let's see, 
Sean Penn and Milk, mm-hmm. um, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, but uh, there was Jamie Foxx, there was Philip Seymour Hoffman, there um, was yeah, Forrest yeah. Whitaker. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> there you was have no proof! <laughs> there was, I'm an uh, idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Now I can't remember who else there was. But, like, just... There seems to be a... Uh, the only thing here that looks like Dicky is you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you... Because uh, f- he's, he's kind of effeminate in that role, and I'm not, uh, yeah. not 100% Philip sure Seymour, why. Philip Seymour Hoffman always plays like uh, like gay villains. <laughs> <laughs> Even like creepy, closeted gay villains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't admit they were they were gay, but everyone's like oh, morally compromised child molester, <laughs> Truman Capote, like it, taking advantage of a murder. Uh, um, um, the uh, what's the yeah in the talented Mister Ripley, he's like he's Freddy? not I guess the villain, but he's a real asshole of a good guy. He's yeah of all the people that die in talented Mister Ripley, like, he's he the one you coming. really want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the same time, I'm always kind of rooting for him because it's just like he figured it out. He's oh, got yeah. he's got it all worked out. What, Good Bill for Hoffman? yeah. His character he he's on to Tom Ripley, <laughs> you know. Like everyone else just kind of goes along with it, but he's the one that he's got it all worked out right from the get go. Oh, pretty much. Dickery. Um. Yeah. Okay. Good. Congratulations to him. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Anyway, but just like there seems to be uh the idea, and I'd say you know uh maybe it's true. I don't know. You can uh, you can uh, uh, enlighten us. Um. The idea of if like playing a real person is more is more difficult than playing uh, a purely fictional character because of course uh, it's you have to craft the character, but then there's also certain recognizable elements that you kind of have to put in there because people will be looking for it. Right. Um, and I feel like uh, whereas with a fictional character, it's really only it's just all about what you choose to do. Um, as an actor, have you ever, um, like, have you ever played just a character? Or do you By the way, I just want to interject. I love answering questions that begin, as an actor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. As an actor, do you? Well, well, you know, as an actor, I've always felt it. <laughs> I love, a- I would love to answer those questions all my life. Well, here's what you should <laughs> do. As an you actor, should... I feel. Yeah. B- even if I don't start the question that way, you should answer it like okay, that. Okay, every question. <laughs> just, hi, uh, James, how you doing? As an actor, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what kind of burrito do you want? Uh, as an actor, I feel like I want a chicken burrito. <laughs> it's all about instincts with Your us carnitas. actors. <laughs> as an actor, I feel it's really real if you're reading this. Oh, I'm sorry I interrupted your question. That's all right. That's okay. Um, but uh, there's a reason that I use the word actor because, uh, you know, uh, you're primarily an impressionist. But as, as an actor, have you ever um, played a character? As one who cuts the boards? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's right. That's a stage term. I'm uh, not that up with my actor <laughs> lingo. Um uh but uh you know, have you ever have you ever played a character that is purely fictional and, oh, and yeah. you create it completely? Definitely. Okay. All right. Uh I do that. I'm just, you know, it does uh, like uh I do that. I, mean, I come from Im- improv and sketch comedy background. Mm-hmm. So like probably by volume, the vast majority of the stuff I do is like fictional characters that I'm coming up with based on something that somebody else wrote. Mm-hmm. And of course there's like, there's archetypes and like, uh, right. a- a- and references that 
anybody has that you're pulling in into something but uh for the most part like uh, i do a lot of impressions that get like i guess i'm i'm more known for those because it i suppose it's more rare than just someone making up characters mm-hmm. it's fun they're both fun in different ways and they're both challenging in different ways i just i enjoyed doing both you know and would you say that i i I like i'm i'm known (laughs) i'm known i say i'm known for (laughs) i'm known for these i'm known about by uh, you know amongst like a hundred comedy uh comedians (laughs) and fans in los angeles (laughs) i'm just that's that's the caveat there as far how far i'm known so you say that there are actually there are challenges to both which i mean of course there are but uh would you say that one is is just more difficult than the other or would you just say they're they're almost completely separate and can't really be compared uh no they bleed into each other okay because sometimes you take an impression and you fictionalize it for various reasons like if they're not famous or if the person's dead like Mm. like my i did i was doing vincent price for a long time and then i i turned him into a fictional character because I was like, wait, I want this guy to be alive so that he can show up. Like well, I was doing it at garage comedy at El Cid. Uh-huh. I was like, I, he, how, I don't want to go through the loops and be like, Oh, it's his ghost or like you're traveled back to in time. So it was like more simpler to just make up a character around it. Mm-hmm. So that's one obvious example, but there's other, you know, uh, you, I mean, there's so many layers you could play like, a character as played by an actor. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, you could play characters that are definitely like amalgams of different uh, right. famous p- celebrities or personalities. Uh, yeah, and, and had... then you have people that could kind of come up from just reading a script and be like, "Oh, I think this guy would be like this." Yeah. Or uh, you know, I think. Do you do you <clears throat> do you draw on those those like a, like a Mr. Hall? What, what Mr. If you if you were reading a, a script and you said nah, this guy's kind of like mr hall would you use your mr hall impression? yeah i do have like i it's the things do remind me a lot of right. like something i'd forgotten from a long time ago or like i or i i even try to make a point to like write down strange people that i see <laughs> or, or hear their voices and so sometimes like uh, just writing it down i'll remember it and then you know months later or years later i'll be like oh that reminds me of this that oh that awful woman i saw in the uh voiceover studio or something (laughs) um and would you say like uh do you as as an actor as an yeah thank you dave (laughs) as an actor um do you uh this is kind of a simple question but it'll it'll lead into slightly more complex questions um do you watch a little bit edge to it do you watch (laughs) a lot of movies uh i don't watch as many movies as i used to i don't like I just don't like a lot of big budget movies, uh, even ones that are well reviewed and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I'll read movie reviews and I'll be like, "Do I need to see this? Do I need to see this?" And I, I see a lot of movies around Oscar time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best ones are the ones that tend not to get nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they'll get one here, like like uh, here's a sound design or screenplay or something. Yeah, I try to see I try to see comedies like. I, I, just to see because that's my business <laughs> I, try, mm. I try to see what's big in comedy these days uh i i i don't like uh, movies are in better shape than television i'd have to say hmm. uh, i find t- tv largely unwatchable uh i, I think, there's a, lot of good, I think there's a lot of good shows on on these days not not at the moment there's nothing in season right now sure but, uh, i feel like we've got we got we got breaking bad and mad men and yeah those uh, are good those are fine uh, yeah, 
30, 30 Rock. Um, I just don't like things that uh, I don't like. Th- I don't like, th- uh, especially TV dramas. I have just I have a. T- t- I, I I can't take them seriously. Like they, 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 nobody ever jokes in those shows. <laughs> no one ever has a good time. I I can't wrap my head around that conceit. I, I just re- I, it just seems so alien to me. It just demands to constantly be made fun of. <laughs> like this is a drama, so we got to actually have yeah, it be. No matter how good something is, it always seems like, like I'm watching a soap opera. Like, why are they so serious? <laughs> why why do they never bump their heads when they're getting out of their car or something? I think like <laughs> or if they do it turns into a bit it's like this is the thing that w- will cause them to release <laughs> yeah. all the uh tension. On this episode he bumps his head on the way out of his car. <laughs> I'd watch that show. <laughs> I don't know. I I I I I like plenty of things. I uh I like plenty. I, I seek out things that I like, I'd say. Uh, so the reason that I asked if you if you watch uh, a lot of movies is and and it, because you said you uh, watch them usually around Oscar season that'll actually that'll uh, lend itself to this question which is um, are have there been a lot of, have there been any uh, recent like uh, performances of real characters uh, uh, I'm sorry of real people um, that you've said like oh that's really great or oh that's uh, kind of being a stereotype or you're Kind of playing what people think this guy is, but maybe not what he actually was. You're asking me to talk shit about fellow actors. <laughs> I'm sorry. You could uh, t- you could be only you could be strictly positive if you like. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember like uh, who, what, who, who's been. Well, I mean, oh, like, whoa, John Adams. There. There's one. <laughs> There's Paul. This is a. This I is. I like John Adams. I was. I was actually watching it the other day. I love it. Uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of it. I just saw glimpses of it, and like, I don't like Paul Giamatti to begin with. Oh man, you like Paul Giamatti? I love Paul Giamatti. Look, he looks. First of all, he looks like a Soviet scientist <laughs> from the '70s who should be sending rockets into space, and. Then like he like he's made this like career of just playing like self-loathing like chubby balding losers <clears throat> and like it gets it gets old where every character he plays is like oh yeah well that's about as good as he's gonna get huh <laughs> <laughs> all right well fantastic and then they're like they're like oh he's gonna stretch his range he's gonna play uh well he did that terrible villain in that awful uh, shoot him up shoot him up oh. Yeah, I feel like uh, I that's not necessarily his fault. That uh, that whole movie was pretty rough. But, sure. Uh, yeah, Clive Owen, I love, and yeah, and even he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although he did uh, kill a guy with a carrot, <laughs> kind of like that. But like with John Adams, Paul Giamatti is like clearly like they're like we need to stretch your range, Paul. You need to play someone from the 1700s and the early 1800s. A founding father, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a serious actor. I can do this." <laughs> and uh, so they, but like they're, but like they picked the one founding father that no one had bothered to do a movie about before for good reason because he's like, he's actually like the lamest of all the founding fathers. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, are you guys like on the side of John Adams? Well, I'm on the side of oh. the of the miniseries. I like. <clears throat> How do you mean he's he's a lame? You mean like the most boring? Well, he's most boring, and politically, okay. he's pretty shitty too. Like he, I mean. If you know history, he came up with the Alien and Sedition yeah, Acts, which, yeah. uh, which were like a precursor to our modern day, uh, uh, what do you call it, Patriot, 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 Patriot Act. Um, that hmm. you know, I, I don't like what he stood for as a president, but that's less important than how boring he was and right. <laughs> like a minor figure. <laughs> I, I can uh, see that. 
and I guess what I actually I uh, I was talking about that with uh, with my wife is uh, I got uh, the miniseries for Christmas and I find myself watching it uh, frequently. Um, Liberty will reign in America, okay? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> it's that with a British accent. Come on, give him a slight British accent. Slight, but yeah, he, he's like it's like you he you, he still has the same Paul Giamatti like almost like um. A Paul Lind quality to his voice, <laughs> <laughs> like a vibrato to it, where it's like bleeding through, and also there's a twinge of self-loathing, like every oh, other yeah. part he's uh-huh. ever played. Yeah, yeah. he Which didn't. Like, John Adams. Okay, all right. Well, if you want to nominate Thomas Jefferson and make him president, then John Adams will probably just go hate fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been interesting to see him as uh, as like Franklin or something like that—a guy with absolute confidence. In oh, himself. he would have been. He w- the, here's here's Paul Giamatti as Ben Franklin. I'm gonna fly a kite. Yeah, what do you know? Who's the first guy to fly a kite and get stung by lightning? Ben Franklin, everybody. <laughs> ben oh, fucking man. Franklin. You don't like Paul Giamatti? That bums me out. Well, I think this I episode's used to like over. Him. I used to like him. <laughs> I okay. used to like him. I just get bitter and angry about everything as I get older. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I suspect everyone of being wrong. Um, you know what? Actually, uh, one of my favorite performances of last year, and you are in a rare position to comment on it, was Josh Brolin in W. Oh, yeah. Did you see I w? didn't see it, no. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Why did you not see it? You just didn't want uh, to bother with that whole mess? No, uh, yeah, I read the reviews and uh, I saw the preview, and it seemed like it. Uh, I uh, judging a book on its cover in that sense. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I figured like I've. It seemed remedial, like mm-hmm. like Fahrenheit nine eleven territory. About look how mm-hmm. dumb this guy is, and uh, I mean, I should probably give it a chance. It's, Here I am admitting my ignorance. It's uh, not bad. It it wound up being. From Oliver Stone, certainly, it wound up being much more reasonable than I ever would have thought. Oh, I um, love uh, I love uh, JFK and Wall Street. Oh, yeah. I love his earlier stuff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but and then he did Nixon, which I guess is, an, you know, that's another uh I call that JFK, plan. too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Nixon. I like that. No, I, I, I do I, as You well, know, but considering that, a... I probably should watch it. I, I like Oliver Stone in general. And Josh Brolin really does do a great, uh, like, a really great job with the, with the role. Like, he kind of, yeah. you know, he, he kind of... Uh, does what you were referring to um he kind of starts inwardly and like decides okay i'm gonna craft this character decide why he's making the the decisions that he is what's motivating him and it's like oh shoot and he also kind of talks like this and mispronounces words so i'll right. I'll do that too and uh and so he kind of gives kind of whispers of george w bush but for the most part um you know it's uh it's just a fully realized uh, right. character what he's doing is certainly not anything well, I guess well, there's some similarities, but like it's not anything like what I would be doing, for example, uh, doing like a comic Bush impression. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, our, our next guest is here. Oh, really? Tyler, Tyler has to go tell him that we're running a bit late. Oh, okay. So anyway, are, come we, on, are, come are we going to do a hiccup here, or is no, this all going to be on the podcast? Yeah, this is all going to be on the podcast. Oh, what? <laughs> magic. So go on with it with you with your point there. I I forgot. I was disturbed. I can't talk to one person and not two. <laughs> um, no, but I think that uh, like when when you're, when you're doing it like a, a uh, serious dramatic portrayal of a real person, it's very different from uh, a comic portrayal because I don't think you want to. Uh, it's something I'm not as familiar with, obviously, but I feel like you don't you don't want to avoid laughs. Right. Like, but it's like you're you're doing it f- 
for a much different reaction. And yeah. so everything has to be uh, m- muted and it has to evoke uh, feelings of pathos. And Yeah. But but it's like what you were, what you were talking about before, where about uh, TV dramas not having any levity to them at all. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, ha- occasionally having a laugh, and they were making more relatable. And well, more that's realistic. yeah, comic relief. That's that's yeah. the ancient uh, technique of comic relief, which uh, in a really great movie, like I'll just take a wild detour here, like a really great movie, like The Third Man, for example, it is very funny in certain places. Mm-hmm. It's really dark and really dramatic, and it's very sad overall. And, and like thought provoking, but then there's like it, it's really funny throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, you wouldn't call it a comedy. What did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. We took a oh, left okay. turn. All we, right. we we talked about the fact that you had just stepped outside. Yeah, oh. I was just saying that. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I, I think that uh, I think that um, doing an impression in a comic sense is very different from. Oh yeah, uh, playing a character like uh, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins played Nixon in the other Oliver. He sure uh, did Nixon, and uh, it's so much different from like Frank Langella or or yeah. the actual Nixon. Yeah, or even I was going to say like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the famous Nixon impressionist. Uh, uh, Is there a famous? Uh, the, Nixon oh, the guy from like where the Buffalo Roam and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, Rich I don't Little. Know oh, right. oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That wasn't Rich Little and with the Buffalo. I, uh, yeah, those are like two wild extremes, I would say. <laughs> well, and and I I remember one time I wanted to do a, uh, an episode uh, of our show called Depictions of Nixon, uh, <laughs> in which uh, because he's been played a lot. Yeah. Because it, because first off, like he's just everything about that character is just you know, hey, Paul Giamatti could play him because he's like self-loathing and it just. Um, oh my God! You just put your—that's <laughs> fucking great. Paul Giamatti is Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep the dog checkers, okay? <laughs> it's a little dog, and I bought it for my fucking cash, okay? <laughs> um, but speaking of Nixon, have you heard the the, the new like those tapes where he's talking about abortion? No, this recently come out. Yeah, I haven't heard this either. What is he like? Uh, we're gonna go down there and find any kids that are having abortions. And- Send them up an old tube. What he, what he says, and I'm trying to remember to say uh, as close to verbatim as possible, is, is he says, uh, he's like, you know, I understand that there are some instances where abortion is okay, like when you have a black and a white. Whew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love that he keeps giving. <laughs> and there's no way, I mean, I don't understand why they don't just destroy the tapes. Maybe they have, like... Uh, like ombudsman from some <laughs> right. charity making sure they don't and they can't <laughs> like clearly the like like the government and powerful people can destroy their own records they do all right. the time what who who let who let the anti-miscegenation richard nixon tape slip <laughs> right. through the cracks <laughs> do they just give up on rescuing his reputation altogether i think, I think so. they did with him i think it's just like you, you know, know what? what he's an arch villain let's just yeah. focus all problems from the 60s and 70s on right. him right and that's one of the reasons that i think people keep playing him why he keeps being in movies because it's just he is so he's such a fascinating he's one of those things where if he was in a script and somebody had never heard of him, they'd be like, this is a fascinating character. Yeah, he was a real guy. Really? <laughs> All of this is true? Yeah. That's insane. You know, and you can play, like, different aspects to him. Like, I loved, I really loved Frank Langella in Frost Nixon um, because he's not, again, for me, I guess it's it's not somebody who's so, 
who's so concerned, consumed with uh, getting all the you know all the little ticks right and hitting all the hitting all the marks, and is more interested in just crafting a character. Right. Um, and if you watch, like, if I remember, I watched the trailer for Frost Nixon. And he's, you know, he's like, when the president does it, you know, it, like in that scene, it's like, oh, geez, this is going to be really it's like because I know it started as a play <laughs> and maybe he's still doing the theater performance uh-huh. playing to the back row. Uh, and then you actually see the film and it's a really nice, subtle uh, performance. Okay. He and, gets angry and uh, ramps up into that. Right, right. right absolutely. And uh, and it's a really it's a really brilliant performance. And like you look at that, but then you look at Hopkins as Nixon, who just is like, you know, he's a. 10 all pretty much all the time yeah uh just it's like well now i'm a 10 sad now i'm a 10 angry now yeah. i'm you know he's always that and it, and it's not necessarily a bad performance it's it's Henry, the oliver- we need to get on our knees and pray <laughs> it's it's the oliver stone version of richard nixon which is just <laughs> everything is huge and then uh but then you look at like philip baker hall in Secret Honor, did you ever see that one? It's, no. Oh, I love it. Um, I like him. I, I haven't seen that, but I like I, I, I like his voice. He's do you like, know the the story of Secret Honor? That it's no. it's uh it's him, only him. It's basically a one man thing, and oh, he's wow. and he's dictating to somebody. I think it's after he's left office, and he's dictating to like a secretary or something. And as he's dictating, he's drinking more and more, uh-huh. and uh, and he'll just fly off the handle, and then he'll come back and be like. Uh, erase everything I just said, and then he'll start dictating again. Fly off the handle, and it's that for like an hour and a half. And, it, and Robert Altman directed it, who of course loved Nixon. Um, and uh, and it's brilliant because it it's I mean he's not even concerned with doing a Nixon impression anymore. Like he just it may start out like that, and then it just becomes Philip Baker Hall doing just playing this really amazing character and just sinking his teeth into it. It's a wonderful performance. Uh, primarily, beca- I'd say in this instance because he doesn't even care. Like he just uses Nixon as a jumping-off point and then crafts his own Dickensian character. Nixon is certainly, I feel like, some kind of like character that will like live beyond our culture, and yeah, <laughs> our civilization, like like some like a like a Shakespearean character or something right. out of ancient Greece or Rome, where it's like people will be doing will be playing Nixon for a thousand years. <laughs> well, I mean you look at even Futurama, which takes yeah. place a thousand years in the future. Yeah, exactly. They still bring Nixon back as the as the, the, the villain. Yeah, I love Futurama. I don't yeah. th- like the one thing I don't like about Futurama was like sometimes they'll overuse the the head bubble the head in the jar thing. Yeah, I think yeah. they overuse it. But the one of those that I love the most is Richard Nixon. Like, oh that, yeah, his he totally works. The <laughs> character is hilarious. It fits the show completely. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that. Uh, I'm so excited uh, they're coming back out with. Always kind I of know. like intellectually bothered me about Futurama that like it's really a thousand years from now. Music hasn't like people are still rocking out to Beck. Like, right? Wasn't that wouldn't that be like ancient music to right. them at that point? So I feel like my favorite Futurama episodes are the ones that are like more uh, exploring alien planets yeah. and mm. stuff, rather oh, than like when they go to Zoidberg's planet. And yeah, he cuts like that off kind of stuff. Over. As opposed to the ones where they are <laughs> trapped in like having people with you know the head bubbles right. from our time. Uh, here I am. <laughs> here I am cutting into <laughs> <laughs> maybe the best cartoon of my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. We should. Uh, establish that from the outset yeah right. we should yeah. make sure yes we're talking about the greats yeah. the best yeah we're and critiquing uh we're critiquing babe ruth 
<laughs> is was he the best? I don't know. I don't, know I don't really care about baseball. You ever I see that movie, The like Babe, H. where uh, you know where John Goodman played a real character? See how I'm doing this? Yeah, this always great. reeling it back in. This is great. It's easy because most celebrities have been played by someone if they're yeah. dead. Give it enough time, and they'll they'll yeah. get there. I'm sure. I'm sure John Adams was. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, he's. You know. Uh, was listen. I'm sure he was listening in. The ghost of John Adams being like, nobody plays me. And maybe, like, if anything, I'm always just, like, a supporting character. Oh, I have a whole miniseries about me. Oh, and it kind of makes me look like a jerk sometimes. <laughs> oh, thanks, HBO. It is, it is weird, like, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead kind of, like, take on it. So like, no, the the movie should be about Washington or Jefferson. <laughs> Why did you this, like... And I feel like maybe the reason that they chose to do to have it be from his point of view is because a lot of people don't know who he is and... You know, it kind of exposes us to him, but it's also like giving us his perspective on these other characters where you can make, you know, a 50-part a miniseries about Jefferson. But, like, through John Adams' eyes, like, it, it kind of puts him in – puts these other larger-than-life characters, like, into a human proportion because it's from somebody else's perspective. And it's like somebody who knew them and knew, like, their faults and the things he didn't so, like about them. So John Adams as the uh, reporter character from Almost Famous. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the reporter character from Citizen Kane, literally <laughs> less of a character than, uh, than Almost Famous. Um, <laughs> did you see enough of John Adams to see David Morse doing George Washington? No, nope, uh, It seems like he just asked himself, how would a guy with wooden teeth talk? Yeah, and that was pretty much <laughs> the, <laughs> his, the key to the role. Yeah, uh, it's like, yeah, he doesn't talk much. I guess I probably wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's actually I, I I recommend the the miniseries up and down because I Sorry. just and uh, Stephen Delane Stephen Delane is great is, as, as Jefferson. Jefferson is. The, I, I remember actually thinking yeah. I want to see him. I yeah. mean, not that I'd, I like John Adams, but Stephen Delane was so great as, as Jefferson that I was like, I want another miniseries. Yeah, that would be him. fun, Jefferson. And Tom Wilkinson was Franklin. Tom yes. Wilkinson is one of my favorite actors right now. Oh, good! Yeah. I love him. So you've seen? I, I I love him so much. He's one of the. He's like in my. He's in my little file of like. God damn it! I wish they were more famous so that I could like get away with doing an impression of him. Uh, do you do it? Tom. Wilkinson? Yeah, I was just thinking about it recently. Where it would be like, uh, what, what is it like? Uh, uh, Michael Clayton. How he's like. Uh, uh -huh. He's like you know, this whole thing is about to get a real, real crazy. Ah, no, I'm fucking it up. You get, you get, you're Fucking stuck, it up you're stuck in Giamatti. Yeah, you're slipping so, in Paul yeah. Giamatti. You should but, uh, just do Paul Giamatti in all these in all these various <laughs> this roles. This thing is about to have the top blow off, and we're all gonna be fucked. <laughs> that's okay. Go. That's a little closer. Yeah. Like he can't completely lose his British accent. Like yeah. it's it's still a little bit there. I, that's one of my favorite traits when when people, when they're all ninety five percent lost of the accent. You know, uh -huh. like a, 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 I would put. A, 85 percent uh Sam, uh, what's his name in jurassic park uh sam neil sam neil yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but at the door locks <laughs> the door locks Dally. boot up the door locks was he deaf was he <laughs> I, I don't i don't remember him being deaf that was an interesting yeah. interpretation yeah brad raptors <laughs> <laughs> um oh eddie eddie izzard is funny about that on his show because like he's too good at doing an american accent he's like Make sure you take the garbage out because it's trash day. He <laughs> talks like, like Hugo Weaving in The Matrix, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like uh, it's like a like a, a book on tape for like <laughs> someone how to learn English. <laughs> I feel like in Christian Bale, like in American Psycho, like I think he's got he's sort of gotten a little bit better at it, but he he does that in American Psycho, the very much over enunciating. Yeah. Well, which but that uh, that could almost fit the character yeah, a little definitely. bit. But a uh, guy who's so concerned about appearances. Um, well, we should. Um, 
Yeah, we should we should we probably should wrap, wrap we gotta, up. Soon, we got to guest uh, guest wedding. But. but real quick, we've we've been lucky enough to have, and I forgot about this until today. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things of yours is your Orson Welles impression. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. I, I love if Orson If you want to look it up, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, more drunk Orson Welles outtakes on YouTube or Funny yeah. or Die. Yeah, it's absolutely hysterical. And what's especially funny is, you know, it's based on, on a real thing, you know, the outtakes where he's clearly drunk. Like, yeah. the real Orson Welles, clearly drunk. And, and I was surprised because I saw your thing first, and then I went and watched that thing. And I was like, "Wow, they didn't. Some of this stuff they didn't write. He just, <laughs> like when he goes, when he starts off going, oh, the French.' Yeah, <laughs> he, st- he starts a take with that. Yeah, <laughs> ah, the French <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. <laughs> uh, the California champagne, for my son. I, I sometimes I'll just start saying that for hours." It's I love how he paws the champagne <laughs> bottle with his <laughs> ham hands. Yeah, it's it's, it's really fermented in the bottle and like the best French spirits, it's vintage dated. <laughs> and it's and it's weird because like Orson Welles, like because uh, we had Maurice LaMarche on and it was really awesome. And and God, I that, he's one of the greats. I love and him. he does yeah. he does uh, Orson Welles, but. He he also does as you do a Vincent Price, and you can tell like all he has to do is tweak his Orson they're Welles. They're very they're very close vocally. And you get from one to the other. And they're very uh, close vocally. It's uh, Orson Welles is a uh, what what is he like? Um, I still do believe in God, oh man, believe in God and mercy and all that. But the dead are happier there. They don't miss much here, poor devils. And then Vincent Price is just <laughs> turned up a little bit. Mildew, horrible mildew stains. <laughs> Tilex brand tile cleaner kills mildew dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I think on that note, I think we'll. But I will. I, I think I'll put the uh, the Orson Welles thing on uh, on our website sure. because I love it so much. But uh, now, do you have uh, do you have a website that some that people can uh, can see? Uh, th- I, I I have a dormant website. The best thing to you, uh, you can, I'm on Facebook. If anyone wants to talk to me there, mm-hmm. uh, I have a funnier die page, which is a right. good showcase of my videos. Okay. I also love the. I think we've talked about on this show before. Actually, the No Country for Old Superbad. It's like oh yeah. Two years old now, but it's. Uh, also, a friend of the show, Josh Fadum. Yeah, I love Josh. It's, it's a, like a mashup of. He did Javier Bardem, and, and I did the Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there but was it's some... you and Matt Brunger. Is it's like Tommy Lee Jones from No Country for Old Men writing with Pill Hader yeah. from Superbad, and Matt <laughs> Brunger is playing that role. It's, it's very funny. Oh, uh, the um, that that there's some great outtakes from that that I would love to surface someday. Of uh-huh. me and Josh goofing off and just making each other laugh, like, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm doing Tommy Lee Jones like reminiscing and going like. There was a time here when everybody was a sheriff in this town. I remember a time when babies were born with sheriff's badges. <laughs> we had to because the coyotes were coming down from the canyons vote like people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, on that note. That on is, that uh, note, yeah. So, well, uh, thanks uh, for being here. Sanity. Thank you, guys. It was yeah, a lot, it was of, a lot fun. of fun. Uh, and as always, we're at BattleshipRetention.com, David at BattleshipRetention.com, or Tyler at BattleshipRetention.com if you want to email us or follow us on Twitter at The Pretension. So, all right, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.